Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course Wayne Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, uh, good. How's it going? I'm doing all right. Good to have you, man. Hey, good to be on. All right, man. Um, thank you again, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this episode, Sports Urban Legend. On today's show, you know, we're going to be talking about your boy Michael Strahan going to space. Um, we'll also talk about the, the latest rumors with Buck Walter uh, possibly coming to the Mets, um, what the, the hot stove rumors are so far, even though we have the lockout right now. Um, we'll preview the um, AEW um, special event that's coming up this Wednesday. Winter is coming. Talk about what's going on in the world of WWE. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see what else we'll, we'll talk about, you know. Um, of course, if you guys want to talk about any of these topics or more, please feel free to call us at um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, again, talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. So, with that said... um. Yeah, let's let's talk about Michael Strahan going going boldly where no New York Giant has gone before until tonight. You know, he took one New York Giant leap for for mankind and for for Michael Strahan. So, um, you know, what's your thoughts on you know your boy Strahan representing the Giants? Yeah, I thought it was a it, it was a great thing for him. You know, he becomes the third celebrity this year after Bezos and William Shatner went to space. And yeah, that that was a it was a great thing. I, I didn't actually see the I didn't see the telecast of when it happened. I just read about it and saw the highlights on YouTube. But um, yeah, man, Michael Strahan's doing big things these days. You know, he's all over the place. Events. Mm-hmm. Hosting a morning show, he's hosting a football show, going to space. Next, we're gonna see him on Dance with the Stars soon. Yeah, what's next? For him? At, at this rate, yeah, yeah, so, might even be a WWE superstar. Yeah, that's all so, we know. So, um, yeah, man, congrats to him, you know, for being the first uh, football player in New York Giant to go into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just got his uh, his his number um, retired, um, ninety two. Yeah. Guess what was that, like two weeks ago or so? Uh, yeah, oh. another accomplishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the big things for Michael Strahan right now. Yeah. Well-deserved um, honor by the Giants inducting him, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. That is a teammate there, you know, mm-hmm. Justin Tuck, Eli Manning. Tom Coughlin, the stuff. coach. Yeah. So His mom. It was great to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh... You know, now he um, he got to live out his dream of going to space, you know. Yeah, definitely. 
and uh thank god he he you know he um he arrived um you know safely and he enjoyed his experience um reportedly he said he want to go back but uh they still say that you know he's gonna have to pay for it this time if you if you don't go back <laughs> that's funny yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think, think Michael could afford it. Afford it. <laughs> we'll get yeah. with the same conclusion at the same time. Hmm. But yeah, you know, um, it was a good experience for him. You know that he, you know, he got that under, you know, under his belt. Now he's officially an astronaut. First, uh, sports astronaut. Mm-hmm. Kind of remind me of the um. Uh, remember the Scott Clark from ABC? We used to say, "You are out of this world." Yeah, well, I'm sure yeah. Michael Strahan popped up on that show many times, so I guess now it's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, props to him again. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, making it happen. Thank and you. speaking of, um, do you remember what, what was the last time a, a New York team won a championship? In, in this town, I believe that was '09, the Yankees. Nope. Actually, no. Sorry, it was the Giants in '11. Mm-hmm. Yep, you are correct. The 2011 Giants won a title, but yeah. now you are incorrect. It is now today the New York um, New York City um, Football Club from the MLS just won the championship today. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I, yeah, I so, saw it on Twitter. I forgot about that. So, you know, well, they, they don't count. Because <laughs> no one watches that. Well, I mean, it counts. They did do it. I mean. I guess. You yeah. know, they <laughs> our, our championship list drought is going to continue. It counts. They're a New York team, you know. That, that's, that's, the, that's the Major League Soccer? Yeah, MLS. Yeah. So how many times did we change our guard? We used to be the New York Red Bulls. No, I think this this is another team. That, I think they still have Red Bulls because oh. Metro Star, Met, Red Bull used to be known as Metro Stars. Right. And then I think they brought back they brought back um the the Cosmos, you know Pele's former team, and uh, they created this this team, um, um you know New York City Football Club. New York City Football Club. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they won, they, they, won a, they won the MLS Cup. They won the MLS Cup. Um, Congrats! Yeah, against the Portland Timbers. Um, I think it was even in Portland too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it was in Portland. So yeah, they went into enemy enemy territory and and won the title uh, in a shootout after they had a one-one tie. And um, okay, let's see. Um, um, Valentin Solano scored scored a goal, and uh, Felipe Mora tied it. And um, Callen's uh, penalty kick um, made the 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 um the the New York um, Football Club win in a four two shootout victory. And um, yeah, basically. Um, you know, their goalkeeper, Sean Johnson, you know, kept them at bay. So, you know, congratulations to, you know, to all of them. The, the football team ha- has been around since the last time the, the Mets went, went to the um, World Series, which was 2015. 
Um, of course, we all know Nick Mets didn't win it, but um, yeah, up until now they didn't advance into the title game until today, and now they finally won it. Um, so yeah, props to them. Yeah, congrats. Mhm. Yeah, they previously um beat the you know um yeah they um what you gonna call it? Let's see. Yeah, props to them. You know, they beat the the um, Portland Timbers. For those of you scoring at home, so props to them. Port Portland Timbers is their name. Yeah, Portland Timbers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think they could have came with a better name with New York City Football Club too. I I thought it was a, to be honest, a generic name. You know, I mean. Of course, they're a football club in New York City, but I think they could have came up with a better name. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. They're 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 now MLS Cup champions, so you know, props to them. They end the championship drought, but let's hope the the let's hope the Mets can end the drought. I mean, you know, the New York drought right here when it comes to baseball and. One hiring that will do it, you know, obviously we're shifting gears here to uh, the Mets and the hot stove and uh, Mets are looking looking to to go buck to the future and hopefully hire your former manager, Buck Showalter, hopefully. I mean, the rumors is, is that um, he interviewed with them this week and he impressed um, um, Appler and maybe Alderson, who was there um, in the Zoom call. Um, but, man, this is the Mets, man. Just because this looks like it's a slam dunk, you know, the Mets are going to, you know, the Mets are going to be like Randall with the ball, you know, in the final seconds of a game, you know. <laughs> you know they have – it's in the, the ball's in their court, but they don't find some way to, to um, you know, mess it up or – in. R.J. Barrett's case against the the his hometown team missed the shot, but we'll get into that very soon. Um, that that game and the the, the state of the the, the Knicks uh, in this episode. Trust me, we will. Um, but yeah, all signs are pointing that Bookshaw Walter will be the next Met manager, but um, until it's official. Um, Anything can happen, you know. Um, if he does hire him, this would fall in line with what Steve Cohen was saying in his first um, press conference last year when he got the job. He said that he didn't want nobody, um, he didn't want to hire anybody learning on his, learning on the job on his dime. And if he does it with Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter is that man. He's not going to learn on the dime. He has, like, what, 20-plus 20, 20 years of experience, Um I mean, he's everywhere he's gone, man. They've gotten better. I mean, except for the except for the the um, Orioles right now. The Orioles, you know, they they've been they look like they're they're tanking the the season. I mean, they haven't been the same since since um his, you know, um since his second to last year because that last year he had with them, you know, they just they just tanked it. They only won what forty seven games or so that year, but prior to that, he he got them in the playoffs and. Yeah, man, he's he's a winner. He's a winner. He hasn't won the big one yet, but he's he's won everywhere he's gone. He he you know he he built up that Yankee team, 
And then as soon as they fire him in 95, guess what happened? Joe Torre, clueless Joe Torre comes in and the rest is history. You know, he, you know, he, he, um, he was with the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks got, um, yeah, what was it? The 95 team got eliminated by A-Rod and, and the, the Seattle Mariners. Um, you know, then what was it? 2000, you know, he got fired. Um, you know, obviously 99, he got, you know, his team, the D-backs got eliminated by the Mets, uh, you know, on their way to the NLCS, you know. Um, they fired him in 2000, after 2000 season, hired Bob Brindley. We all know what happened in 2001. Of course, Mack remembers very well. Um, then, you know, he took the, you know, he took the job with in Texas. They fire him. Next year they hire, um, it was in 06, they fire him. Um, they hire um, Ron Washington, and of course, the the Rangers had the best era of their 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 um, franchise, going to back to back World Series. So it's like he has the magic touch. Every time he leaves, with the exception of the Orioles, you know, the team within a few years are are competing or winning a championship. Like if that's the case, sign me up. Sign me up for Buck Showalter, man. If if he can't win a championship with us, man, hey, build the build the building block so that whoever comes in again, whether it's Beltran or or um, Joe Espada or or Matt Cottro or um, I'm trying to think of the other names that they're thinking of hiring. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what the names they have in mind that they want to hire because because they interviewed like six people. Um, so yeah, man. It, just I mean, hire him. He's the he's the best. He is the best of of the people that that they're do, that they're you know that they're considering. I mean, so how you know, the concern would be that he hasn't managed in you know in a while. So yeah, know, he I, still has a, it. But I mean, he does have the experience. Definitely, he has yeah. the experience. I mean, and you know, like you said, he's set up. You know those teams like the Yankees and the D-backs to be championship teams, you know, before he left. But, you know, he hasn't managed in a while, so uh, I don't know. That's a that's a, that's a a fair argument. But this guy, he's been on – ever since he's been fired from the, um, um, the Orioles, he's been in baseball. He's an MLB, MLB analyst um, on what, MLB Network for years, so he's still – He's still somewhat in the game. He's not obviously, you know, in the dugout anymore. But you know, you you know, he's itching to come back. You know, so I mean, I mean, they definitely gotta hire him. I mean, he has way more experience than Joe Espada, uh, uh, Matt Quattro, uh, you know, Bob Guerin, who was a former um, bench coach of uh, the Mets um, in 2015. And uh, for the Dodgers for the past three years, um, the 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 Pirates bench coach Don Kelly, uh, Brad Osmus, you know, I mean, he has more he has more experience than all of these people combined. Like literally, literally and figuratively speaking, like his resume says it all. If you are really serious about winning, if you're really serious about winning a championship in the in the next three to five years. This is the guy you have to you have to do it. You cannot you cannot hire another first rookie manager again. The Mets did it with um with uh, Mickey Callaway. 
They did it with Beltron and then fired him like weeks weeks later after they hired him. So Beltron is a paper manager. He never he never managed a game, a major league game, period. And then they hire um Luis Rojas. All these guys made a bunch of bonehead plays and obviously that's understandable because they were they were rookie managers, but then again in the second year, those guys never they you know, their I think their winning record might have improved, but their um the in game strategies and the bonehead playing plays that they've done, you know, it's still head scratchers and, you know, these were not ready. And just like what happened, Mickey Calway, he you know, he got hired by Epler and the, the, the Angels and he he was a pitching coach again. And then afterwards Luis Rojas, he you know, he's with the Yankees now as a third base coach. So it just makes the Mets move hiring these guys as first league managers as a dumb move because these guys they don't they don't even have a, a major league job, you know, as a manager. They're back in a coaching capacity. So to me it just makes all these these hirings boneheaded. And right now this team is a veteran laden team. You have to go for it. You gotta go for the juggler. You gotta go for the title. Thirty five plus years without a title is unacceptable in the city of New York. We have to win this title. We have to win this title. Bring the title back to where it always belongs, and that is in Queens, New York. Thank you very much. Get this title. It's unacceptable that this team, we're a passionate, diehard fan base. You, you, we went this long without a title. It, it's long overdue. It's long overdue. We have, to, we have to bring the title by any means necessary, and that means hiring Buck Showalter. And spend the money more, spend more money, get this, get this rotation in check. Because the, the rotation for many years, during well, the Terry Collins era, and DeGrom. I know that we have Scherzer and DeGrom, but we need to improve the starting rotation. You know what I'm saying? We got we got the the top two Bulldogs, you know, in Scherzer and DeGrom. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, you got Carrasco, if he could bounce back. You know, he's a he's a, a good pitcher. Um you you're hoping Walker can, can pitch as well as he did in the first half and, you know, bounce back from the second half. And then for that last that last spot, you know, you're gonna as of right now need either McGill or or Peterson or somebody, I, I don't know, sign, you know, Carlos Rondon or even do something even shocking and sign maybe, I don't know, Kershaw or um, Granke, which I don't think either of those two guys are going to, would, would come here anyway. I mean, that, well, I mean, we'll see. But then again, now we're in the lockout, so we don't even know what, what's going to happen. We're going to have, you know, God. God literally only knows when this when this season is going to start. We're just going to be speculating until, you know, the cows come home and both sides come to an agreement. So, yeah, they 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 got to improve this starting rotation. They got to go for for the starting rotation, and uh, sign Chris Bryant. I mean, I'm starting to sound like a Yankee fan, but you know, let's just let's just sign all these guys and try to bring a title, man. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a, a lot of money to spend now. <laughs> About time. Long overdue. Gone is the, the, the coupon, Wilpon era, era, you know, with the Mets, you know. 
So we gotta we 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 definitely need to spend we we definitely need to spend the money so that in a few years we don't have to rely on overpaying people and we we'll have people in the system ready ready to go and just plug in the holes that we need instead of just you know overspending because you know we need to convince people to come over here and you know this team is in a dire state they have a bunch of they have talent but. They need a lead. They need leaders to 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 um to rein them in. Buck Showalter would be the best skipper available to to do that, you know. So hopefully they hopefully next week next week episode, you know, we'll be announcing that Buck Showalter is the net, the next manager of the Mets. As of right now, only God knows who's going to be the next manager because all signs are pointing to Buck Showalter. And um, nothing is official until it's official. I mean, well, over a decade ago, almost 20 years ago, they were saying, oh, I think it was 2006, oh, Manny Ramirez was going to get And then something happened, it didn't go through. Then they said Allen Iverson was going to sign with the, with the Knicks. And then Dolan, you know, backed out in the last moment, you know. Juan Gonzalez apparently was going to come to the Mets in, what, 2001. And, and of course, you know, he, like, I think backed out of the deal and signed with Texas, which was, um, you know, managed by Buck Walter. So here's the full circle right there. Um, but, yeah, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, I'll have good news for you guys, you know, my fellow Mets fans next week. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Shifting gears, um to the Yankees, and uh, the big news with the Yankees is that they let uh, Cliff Frazier go, and you know some some former Yankees such as CC Sabathia and Jeff Nelson weren't happy about um, about him, you know, being happy that he's no longer a Yankee, you know, and uh, you know, so yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on Cliff Frazier? I mean, you were a fan of his when he was on your team, you know, you. Uh, what's your thoughts on you know Cliff Frazier, um, Cliff, Clint Frazier, I should say, you know, Clint being Frazier. released, and yeah. uh, you know, um, obviously now he's a Cub. Well, I mean, I I, I saw great potential in uh, Clint Frazier when he came up, and I thought this guy was going to be here forever. You know, I thought he had a bright future with the Yankees, but. His performance on the field, he he didn't show it. I mean, he did display some power here and there with the Yankees, but, you know, uh, this guy, uh, his average was way down. I mean, he'd be batting in, like, the lower 200s, generally knock people in. I mean, with the exception of hitting home runs here and there, I mean, he never really showed us, you know, that potential that we thought he had. You know, and it's unfortunate because, you know, he seems like he could be a great player if he just puts his mind to it. But I think, you know, he's just distracted by some other stuff right now. And he's, he's, he's a rebellious guy, you know, Clint Frazier, you know, he's not the Yankee. He's not the atypical Yankee player that the Yankees usually, you know, roster, you know, uh, but he's a guy that likes to do his own thing. And uh, it seems right now he doesn't, He's, he doesn't really focus much on baseball. You know, he's on social media a lot, comment, making these comments. Like you said, you know, he commented that he's glad to be off the Yankees. 
And, you know, it seems like he gets distracted a lot by different things and doesn't focus, you know, a lot of things going on in the baseball field. And, you know, if this continues, you know, he's not going to be in a major league for too long. And, you know, it's just unfortunate because I thought this guy could have been one of the Yankee greats, but uh, that, that, that was not the case. So uh, am I happy that he's gone? No, because, you know, I would love to see him stay in the Yankees maybe a few years, try to prove himself. But, you know, then again, you know, he's had the last few years to try to show Yankee fans something, and he, he hasn't done so. So it is what it is. Just got to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he had his opportunities. You know, it's always sad to see a guy who you have promise in don't pan out, but now it's a fresh new start for him in, in Chicago. Yeah, you know, yeah the, he'll, he'll play better there, and maybe you might see the the player that uh, we imagine him to be. Yeah, I mean, right there, I mean, Chicago, I mean, the, the, that's a passionate fan base as well, so he's still gonna he's still going to be in a pressure cooker, you know, either way he slices it. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him in in Chi-Town. He better not be shy in Chi-Town and, and put up some numbers or else <laughs> he'll be bouncing around. Or it could be the end of his career, you know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, shifting gears, uh, the Jets, they're going to be hosting uh, the Saints. Um, yeah, man, the, you know, the, I don't know if you heard, but um, C.J. Mosley was uh, basically saying that, you know, he don't think teams respect the Jets. Um, yeah, here's here's what he was saying. If we're not doing the right things, then we open the, the gates for the disrespect that happens. We open the gates for the blowouts that happens. We open the gates to get laughed at and humiliated on the field and off the field. So in order to change that, we got to change our mindset. We gotta go. We gotta go to do the right things on and off the field and win games. And Salah said CJ is 100% right. Respecting this league is is earned, not given. Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree 100%. You know, um, nobody nobody respect the Jets, man. They haven't won anything since since Joe Namath's, um, you know, winning the title in Super Bowl three and. You know, these last couple of years, um, under especially under um, Gase, you know, now Salah in this, in his rookie year, um, a defensive specialist, you know, they're getting blown out, like, r- ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, uh, the Jets are, are, are you know, are a, la- a laughing stock. I mean, can't even beat around the bush. I mean, it's a fact. You know, Jets are just getting humiliated. Given, I, I mean, I lost count how many forty plus games they've they've given they've given up forty points in a game. Like, I mean, it's probably like four times or so this year this this year already. I mean, it's um it's crazy. They're they're gonna need to bounce back against um the Saints. Um, while they're you know they're 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 hosting. You know the visiting Saints, man. You know they gotta they gotta turn this this around. I mean, the season's over already. I mean they're three and nine. I mean let's let's be real. They're they're in the bottom of the the AFC East, and um, 
Yeah, man, they just we took focus on the mas- the maturation of um, Zach Wilson, which uh, congratulations to him. He won rookie of the what was it rookie of the the ro- rookie of the week? I think it was. I mean, he didn't he didn't play all that well, but um, you know that just shows how weak this um, this rookie draft has this rookie draft has been so far this year. So, what's your thoughts on on the Jets versus Saints? Uh well, I mean, there's nothing much to say about the Jets because the Jets, I mean, their their play throughout this year has been horrible. I mean, everything has been horrible about the Jets. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's just I'm speechless, you know, because their defense has been. I mean, they have they haven't even played defense, whatever they want to call that. The offense is uh, sad of whack. I mean, they've. Looks like right now they've lost Elijah Moore for mm-hmm. a few games, so he's not going to play tomorrow. And yeah, man, it, it's I don't know. I guess it's the Saints right now. They have a tons. Of, they have tons of injuries. Yeah, they're five and zero too. Yeah, they they've been on a losing streak, and right now they're starting. The quarterback is Taysom Hill. He'll be starting tomorrow because the Jets. Mm-hmm. So the Jets have a chance to win this game tomorrow. Tomorrow is a winnable game because the Saints. They have guys that are out right now, and they just could take advantage of that. But, you know, we've seen games where, you know, Jets could have won, and then they didn't. So I, I don't trust the Jets in this spot tomorrow, yeah, even though they're at home. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, Jets have been very inconsistent. So I don't know what to expect from, from them tomorrow. Yeah, they better have a better performance than they did last week against your, your rival Eagles losing 33 to – 18. Yeah. yeah, you know, the funny thing, the Jets were playing well in that game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, they just let the game slide, and then it ended up into a blowout, and they let a guy, um, they let the backup quarterback beat them. And what's his name again? He used to be on the Jags. I forget his name. He was like a redneck name. Um, uh, what's his name again? Help me out here, Will. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm gonna try to remember myself. Um it's like a redneck name. Um let me let me look here and see. Uh oh yeah, Jalen Hurts. No, Gardner Mish Mishu Minshew. Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback. No he but he was out last week against Jet. Gardner Mishu started and he beat the Jets. So uh, they let they let a backup quarterback beat them last last week. Yep. So uh, now now they have another backup quarterback play tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see if history repeats itself tomorrow. Yep. Let's hope not. And then you got the the Giants uh, on the road against the the Chargers. Yeah, it looks like Mike Glennon's going to be starting tomorrow. He uh, he suffered a concussion last week's game, but he's been cleared to play, so he's going to start tomorrow. And yeah, it's going to be a tough game. The chart, the Chargers, man, they have high-powered offense. Joe with uh, Justin Hebert, Austin Eckler. I don't know if Keenan Allen and then Mike Williams at the wide receiver. I don't know if they're going to play tomorrow, but. Uh, Chargers are one of the best offensive team in the league, although their defense is suspect. But 
Uh, that's going to be a tough game. A tough game for the Giants, who have also been inconsistent, just like the Jets. Uh, not as bad as Jets, but, you know, just as inconsistent. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a tough tough game tomorrow for both teams. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Giants are gonna need to find a way and get this this W. But yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a a tough night for them as well. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like so far the only good thing they happen, that happened to the Giants last, uh, this year is, you know, Michael Strahan getting inducted into the to their, their Hall of Fame and going to space. <laughs> Shoot. Yep, that's the highlight. The, the, the Giants need to get their head out of the clouds and, and back to playing good good uh, good football. Yeah, yep. But, yeah, um, what's your, what's your um, fantasy um, prediction? Or suggestions. Uh, for week 14, I got quarterback Russell Wilson against the Texans, running back Tony Pollard against the Washington football team, wide receiver Russell Gage against the Panthers, tight end Noah Font against Lions, kicker Harrison Buck- Butker versus Raiders, and defense special teams Titans against the Jags. Those are my fantasy football starts for week 14. Thank you for that, Mac. Really appreciate that. No um, didn't didn't um the, the I think the the Lions get their first win like a few days ago? I think so. I believe so. But yeah, because they were winless. Win this week. Because they were winless. Yeah. And now they're gonna try to um extend their winning streak to two against yeah. the Denver Broncos in Denver. So to the Detroit Lions. But um, speaking of ineptitude, yeah, let's 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 dive into a team we've been talking about, you know, ever since the inception of this show in 2009, and and of course that's the New York Knicks, the team we thought in the in the uh, just a few weeks ago when we were doing this, um, uh, actually a month ago when we were doing the anniversary show, um, you know we. You know, we you know we we bought into the fool's gold that this year is going to be different. Obviously, I mean, it's still early. The Knicks can bounce back. You know, they're not like out of it, out of it. You know, they're still what a couple of games under 500. But the eye test, man, it's it's not looking good for the Knicks. I mean, the big the biggest the big scary thing about the Knicks is that they can't win at home. You know, it, it's just a a, a glaring glaring weakness for the Knicks. You know, they can't win at home and they're playing so bad. They can't play any defense. You know, they, they're not even winning on the road right now either. You know what I'm saying? And last night that was evident, you know, with um, with them getting their butt kicked against the, the Raptors. You know, um, R.J. Barrett, you know, he missed the, the game tying, tying um, three-pointer which would have forced them into overtime in front, and literally in front of his family and friends, you know. And, um, you know, he he couldn't come through in the clutch, man. And unfortunately, this is, I mean, this is this is my this is my problem with Randall, man. Like, I like Randall. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. But I'm just, uh, you know, I, I I was happy for him, you know. Being the MIP, most improved player, 
You know, I was rooting for him to get the MVP award, you know, last year. But he's regressed, man. He's regressed back to, to what he was, man. Ever since the, the, the Hawks series, he's, he's you know, he's not – he hasn't been an MVP. I mean, he's had, like, I think at least eight games where he scored 13 points or, or, or less, you know. And last year, during his, his – the best – his all-star year, he only had like I think five five games where he where he had you know a bad performance like this, and um, yeah I don't know I don't know what the what the what, what to say man I mean Randall got to turn it around you know we got this whole team has to turn around yeah the whole team has to turn around you know the team is in is in is in deep doo doo when 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 Kimball Walker the guy who they've been uh, hyping up as the savior of this team. And he's on the bench. He's not even in the rotation. And Evan Fournier, he's been shaky. He's been up and down. Either he's scoring greatly or, you know, he can't, He can't. you know, he can't play defense, man. You know, he's playing Jets defense, you know. You think, you think, you think Mike D'Antoni is coaching the, the, this current Knicks and the Jets right now? The way how do you, both these teams play defense or lack thereof? Like, it's... Yeah. it's it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's just really... Defense has not been as sharp as it was last year. Mm. Um, and uh, Thibodeau's tinkering too much with the lineup. And I guess he's trying to find the right lineup to put out there, but... Yeah. Our so, our bench uh, is better than our starters. Yeah, bench is better than our starters. And Kemba, again, you know, you're paying this man millions of dollars and then you're not letting him play. I don't get that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must have said something to upset that Thibodeau for him not to play at all. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing I whatsoever. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I know. He, he, he Kim. Yeah, Kimba. Kimba. Kimba has to has to be in the rotation to 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 shake out of this. You know, what I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. To our knowledge, he didn't say or do anything to warn him to be. You know, in exile like this. Yeah, yeah. something had to happen for him to to not be playing at all. I mean. That, I, I don't get that. There's no explanation for that at all. Yeah, if that's the case, then I mean, you this guy's not Trendle. a bum. Then you should yeah. bench Randall too. Bench Randall, yeah. bench Fournier too. Like, I mean, like, uh, yeah, Walker's coming to this season. Walker's the la- literally the last person I thought would have been would have got benched, especially in this year. This the first year that they have him. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm just uh, that. That's puzzling to me. And I heard Dolan is the rumor is Dolan is PO'd about it, and he wants him out. He wants him, he wants him, you know, in the rotation. So I mean, you know, Dolan looked like he's gonna break his promise of not meddling. So yeah, because know. I mean, yeah, like what's the re- they have to give us a reason why he's on the bench and not playing? I mean, mm-hmm. the, Kevin Walker, he's not a bum. I know his defense is shaky, yeah. but he can score, and he's know? clutch. Well, he was he was close before he came to the Knicks, anyway. Yeah, and so especially I, against the Knicks. Something doesn't make sense here. I, I'm stretching my head like, why yeah, is this guy he, not playing at all? When they said he benched him, like, oh, was it a week or two ago? I was shocked. I mean, I was like, you know, obviously he wasn't, like, he wasn't playing, he wasn't playing, he wasn't having an all-star season, but, I mean, you know, he's still a threat out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this just this doesn't make any sense. He was the marquee signing. And you just bench him. You just, you bench him with no explanation, no tangible reason why he's benched. It just 
It just doesn't make any sense. Guys been in the league for it, 10 years. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You know, we got to start that. We, we might as well start the, 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 the bench. And then OB Toppin, you know, he had his career high, uh, 19 points, and now he has to sit out. He's going to sit out uh, tomorrow's game and more, you know, because apparently, you know, they think he might have COVID or he was in contact with somebody in COVID who has who might potentially have COVID. And now he's going to have to set out, you know, a minimum of 10 games um, unless if he, you know, they find out he doesn't have a um, – you know, he doesn't have, he, you know, he passes the test to prove he doesn't have it. It's crazy, man. The guy has a career high, 19 points, and you guys can't, you guys don't even play him. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. This, it's like another, it's like another, just another Knicks season. You know, what can you do? And then they're gonna be hosting um the books, the The Lightning, the defending, undisputed, world champion books. Yes, thank you, Paul Eman. You must have a sore throat or something. But in any case, we're gonna be facing the we're gonna be facing the the world champions and that's gonna be a loss. Yeah, that's gonna What's be a, that's gonna be a tough game tomorrow. That for sure. Um, you know, well, the last oh, game that we played them was not a, was not a nice game to watch. So tomorrow's game might be even worse than that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a we're gonna have our, we're gonna have our work cut out for us this this week. This is gonna be murderers' roll week. We're gonna have the Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors. They're gonna come out to play in the Garden. On Tuesday night, so first we're facing the Bucks tomorrow afternoon at noon to be to be exact. We're, we're facing the Warriors uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Thursday night we're gonna be um, in Houston against the, the Rockets, and then Saturday we're going to be um, uh, playing against the Celtics. So, yeah, man, they better they better bring their their you know, their um, their their um, construction hat and their lunchbox because they're gonna have to go to work these these this this week. They're gonna have to earn their paycheck for real. I don't know what the what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna. It ain't gonna look good, man. I don't know. Hopefully, the Knicks will wake up, you know, and rise up to the challenge of their rivals. You know, like well, the Tiger song. What do you think? Look at the bright side. If the if the Knicks are losing in the second or third quarter, you could always turn to a football game. Yeah, that's true. Well, tomorrow, not not Tuesday and. Oh yeah, yeah tomorrow. I'm saying yeah. Mhm. Yep. That's true. <laughs> so he turns to the football game and you see Jets and Giants are losing too. <laughs> For real, it's like. Man, I might as well watch the MLS game. The MLS game from from uh from earlier today. I mean, come on, man. The the state of New York, I guess, with the exception of the MLS team, you know, the, the you know they're they're not doing their thing, man. So yeah, we'll 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 definitely see what happens with with uh 
with the state of the 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 New York teams. Yeah, I heard that the um the Rangers they had their their um seven game winning streak snapped. Power Rangers. Yep. Um, and when that fade. <laughs> with the what? Run the fade. Run that fade back. Oh, that, uh, that, that filter, that power range filter people are using oh, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So that just came to my head when I think of Rangers. <laughs> Do you, yeah, if, but the young generation knows what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, after the Rangers had a horrible loss, 73, 7-3 against the Avalanche, uh, they bounced back and uh, recently won against um, the um, the Sabres. Uh, Gorgoriev had a 36 save, uh, you know, for that W against the Sabres on uh, last night. So now they now they're gonna try to build another um, winning streak. And then on the other side, you know, the Rangers rival, the Islanders, they got their first W at their new stadium, U- UBS Arena. Got a final score of four to two against another crosstown rival in uh the Devils. So congrats to them. They got their first win in their new stadium tonight. Congrats. And uh at least eight Islander players finished with one point. So um yeah, congrats to them. Congrats. And um yeah, let's um Move on to AEW. They got they got a pay per view event. Well, they have a a pay per view type event that's gonna uh, that's gonna pop up on this Wednesday's episode of um, uh, Dynamite. So if you watch Wednesday night, you're gonna see this this event. It's 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 called Winter is Coming. Um, basically, here here are the matches. Winter is coming. Game yep. of Thrones. Yeah, they. Yeah, AEW like Game the, of Thrones. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, that's their team. They've been they've had this pay per view this um, pay per view slash um, special event on TV for the past couple of years. I think two years to be exact. But yeah, here here are the matches so far. Uh, you got Wardlow um, with uh, Sean Spears and. Uh, he's fighting against uh, Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne, um, alongside his real-life brother, Mike Seidel. And they're fighting in a one-on-one matchup, picking Wardlow to win that. You know, he Wardlow has the, the size advantage. You know, he's a big man. He'll, he'll dominate, you know, the high flyer. And then you got the um, uh, no-disqualification match between Akira Shida, the former um, AEW champion, versus Serena Deeb. You know, formerly, um, you know, she was form- she was in the Straight Edge Society back in the days, and um, I think she's the what the NWA champion recently. Um, but yeah, she, Serena Deeb she turned heel again, and uh, hmm. I, I think Akira Shida is gonna uh, get her revenge on her. Uh, because uh, Hikiro Shida, you know, when she recently won uh, 50 matches in AEW, I think she was the first person to do it. 
Um, I don't even yeah, I think period. I don't, man or woman to do it. So after she she got the award, Serena Deeb attacked her, and that's what started this whole feud. I think what was it a few weeks ago to a month ago. Um, so I think her her is gonna get her revenge in this no DQ. Then you got NJF. Um, um, he he he's gonna try to defend his dynamite ring. Um, that he's won, I think, two week, two years in a row. Um, and he's going to go against Dante Martin, um, who was recently Leo Rush's um, tag team partner. And then he turned on him and joined Team Taz. And then Team Taz, uh, then he, he turned, he double-crossed um, Team Taz. And it looks like he's he's still with Leo Rush. Team Taz wasn't happy about, but the good news with Team Taz is that uh, Taz's real-life son, Hook, made his debut um, against, um, he, yeah, he did against some luchador. I'd have to double-check what his name is. And, uh, yeah, his finisher is, uh, is is the Taz mission, just like his father, except he calls it Red Rum, you know, so. Red Rum? Uh, yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, the shining reference. Um, but um yeah, he, he he looked really good in the ring. You know, a lot of people were giving him and, and Taz props uh for his performance um in the ring in his in his debut on Friday night uh dynamite no Friday night rampage. Um so yeah, um props to him. And then um yeah, the last but not least, you got Hangman Adam Page uh, defending his AEW World Championship against the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Um, oh yeah, so MJF, I'm I'm picking him to retain the the um, the uh, the AEW Dynamite Di- Diamond Ring, and then oh, but then again, I could see CM Punk costing him the victory though. That'd be the only way he'd lose it. But I think MJF is gonna win it three time. Um and then Hangman Adam Page um will retain the title against Brian Danielson. I mean he, uh, Hangman Adam Page just won the title against uh Kenny Omega. So I don't I don't see him losing the title even to someone the caliber of Brian Danielson uh who's won multiple titles at WrestleMania and and then so forth. But yeah, I think I, this is so far Hangman Adam Page's time to shine. You know, and he'll he'll retain the title. But um, yeah, let's shift gears to, I guess NXT quickly. Uh, NXT they had the War Games um event last Sunday. Um. Uh, team Team NXT Golden Golden Black, I think they they called it. Um. With Johnny Gargano, um, Tommaso Ciampa, you know they lost to the to the new the the new um, the new um, class of you know NXT, you know which had uh, Carmelo Hayes, Bron Breaker, who who is um, Scott Steiner's nephew and Rick Steiner's um, son. Um, they defeated them in the war game match. Um, and yeah, it looks like it marked the end of of um, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. It looks like their career 
ended, and then of course, um, uh, Gargano got attacked um, when he was giving his goodbye speech on uh, NXT this past week. So, um, yeah, you know, he had a great career. Both guys had a great career in uh, NXT, and it looks like, hey, maybe they might go to AEW, for all we know. But um, thing gears to WWE, man. Um, man, Raw, Raw was really boring. Um, I can't even remember what happened to Raw. I don't remember what happened on Raw either, and they just gave the recap. <laughs> and I and I was just watching I was just watching Raw today to to watch what happened to see what happened. No, actually, I was watching SmackDown today to re, to and and they get they gave the recap of Raw. Now I remember what what I saw. Honestly, can't even remember what I saw. Oh yeah, the, Bobby Lashley attacked. Um, I'm trying to remember. Bobby Lashley attacked. Um, Biggie, um, Kevin Owens, um, uh, Seth Rollins, because he was in the title match. That's like the mm-hmm. only memorable thing that I remember that happened in that um, in yeah. on Raw that day. That oh, and another thing. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, I was going to say, I think that was a big thing that happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then uh, Jeff Hardy, you know, he got um, he got released from WWE um, off the field stuff, out of the ring, you know, stuff. Um, hopefully he didn't have a relapse. And, uh, it sounds like he had a relapse. Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like, you know. From... They're reporting that he's, uh, they released because he doesn't want to go back into rehab. Right. So yeah, you know, I wish him the best. Hopefully, he could turn his life around, and uh, you know, hopefully, team up with his brother Matt in AEW. You know, once he gets, you know, you know, he gets his um, gets his life back on track. You know, I hope he has a speedy recovery, and you know, can you know, with his short, you know, however many years he has left in his career, you know, hopefully he can, you know, bounce back, you know. Sad way to end end the legendary career in WWE. Who knows? We might see seeing him in WWE because this is not the first time, so might be seeing him in the future. But I think think the ship has sailed with him in WWE because they're not really using him. They were using him as a mid Carter person, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think the the writing was on the wall. I know I'm not I'm not that's not a point of his song. You know, his his new song. <laughs> oh actually it's not his new song. He had the song when he went the the um the first time the first time around when he left and then he came back. Um but um what was I gonna say? Um yeah, I just hope he has a speedy recovery, and I just see, I just think, you know, AEW is the the wave. You know, AEW is like the new WCW. You know, like you have guys who who were established in WWE, or even guys who were mid Carters and they weren't getting the appreciation that they deserve, and AEW is giving them that second life, that second win for them to turn their their career around and and get that title. And like you said, hey. You know, you open eyes in WC in AEW. You know that'll make you even more might make you more desirable in WWE and see you as a champion. They'll they'll say okay, they see the maturation and give you a shot. But right now WWE looks like they're in the new they're they're going back 
to how they were in the the PG era, and they're just um, going after athletes, uh, possibly models, you know, you know who have the look that they're looking for, and build build up a star there instead of going in the indie route and uh, getting established people and uh, elevating their their young talent that way. But yeah, I'll say another thing. With with them future endeavoring people, you know, lately it's just it, it's it's not only impacting um, WWE, but it's impacting NXT because it's like uh, it's like I don't even have the NXT is good, but it's like it's not as good as it was, you know. And you know, like no matter how good you are, Vince McMahon doesn't see AEW NXT, you know with any value other than it, it being a minor league system, you know, because no matter how well the person is doing, look at Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross had the look. He had, you know, you know, his fiance had the look of, you know, what WWE would normally look for. And they just stripped them away. Like, like what they did with Alberto Del Rio, everything that worked, everything that worked to get him over, they stripped it away from him. And then they wonder why he couldn't get over. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, the state of WWE is, is, is really insane, you know. Allowing himself and Nick Khan to fire people. And then Tony Khan, the owner of, of um, AEW, is swooping up and taking these guys. I mean, I'm assuming there's no there's no relation between the two cons, but it's just it's just crazy about the state of the, the WWE. The only saving grace to WWE was SmackDown. And that opening thing, you know, the opening segment with Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn. I mean, Brock Lesnar, like you were saying about it last week, but yeah, Brock Lesnar is really bringing his A game, mic, mic skill wise. You know, he was really funny uh, yesterday, or I should say Friday night, um, with his segment with. Um, with uh, Sami Zayn, did you see it? Yeah, I saw I, that. That segment was actually hilarious. The yeah, Brock Lesnar's segments have been gold lately. I know. I mean, his mic skills have. Uh, well, his mic skills have always been. I, I thought pretty pretty good. He just didn't talk that much with Paul Heyman talking for him. But yeah, man, he's been uh, he's been showing his uh, comedic mic skills lately. And uh, it was pretty funny. And you know, seeing him give uh, Sami Zayn the uh, EF5 at the end there. Mm-hmm. So, And then Paul Heyman interrupting them and reminding him who he is. Uh, it was it was just a brilliantly done segment. Like, yeah, it was. Like, man, the only time they, they, the, the Raw could have a, a, a brilliantly done segment would be as if The Rock or somebody from the Attitude Era. Well, technically, I mean, Brock Lesnar is from the Attitude Era also. So, I mean... Uh, you know what I mean? It's like for for Raw to have something like that, you have to have legends. And you know, WWE has been, especially on the Raw side, they've been um, legend dependent. And you know, obviously, in recent times, they've had they haven't really had legends uh, come come by. You know, and every time the last time they had legends pop up, you know, was Legend Night, and and then Randy Orton basically send them all to AEW, Christian, mm-hmm. Mark Henry. Big show, like all the all the people that was on that uh, on that episode, like 
got basically RKO'd to AEW. Like, I mean, it's funny when you think about it. Yeah. um, But, um, yeah, that's the state of WWE. I mean, um, the the champions, Raw Raw and, let me see, on Raw, I'd say Big E. Big E and um, Bobby Lashley is what's really um, carrying uh, Raw on the on the men's side for sure. Um, and I guess on you know, and then I, and then on SmackDown you have more of a collaborative effort. You know, you got of course Roman Reigns, uh, New Day. Um, yeah, I mean, like SmackDown is still the better product. Even though you know Vince wants to fit, um, force feed the narrative that Raw is the better show, but yeah, the state of WWE is really bad because it's like all the morale, the positive morale boost of them having the right people as champions right now. You know, it's just the uncertainty of the, these people having jobs. You know, it, it doesn't matter how good the people are doing. You know, with the fans or in there outside the ring, it's like these dreaded budget cuts are just can pop up any moment. There mm-hmm. could be a, a budget cut by this Friday for all that we know, or, or Christmas day, the way how WWE is doing these stuff. Cause like, you know, before this year or, or the past couple of years, it was just maybe one budget, one shocking budget cut a year or so. But it's like this year they had like three or four. It's like, and it never ends. It's like, there's no heart. There's no heart. There's no rhyme or reason to, to to these firings. At least you could back in the you know, prior to this, you would put your finger on it. Okay, they haven't used this person in a while. This person is, you know, gone. But now with these budget cuts, they have people on. Could have someone on Raw today, and then tomorrow they're released. There's like there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. You know. Yeah. Sounds like uh, this. Guy that I'm hearing who might replace Vince McMahon pretty soon. Nick Khan. Yeah, he's the guy that's responsible. Yeah, man, this it's just a sorry and crazy state of of what's going on with with um you know with 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 uh, WWE. W the WWE is acting like the Knicks right now. <laughs> Shoot. Or the Mets. Well, I mean, the, yeah, but the Mets are at least moving in the right direction. You know, they're, oh, yeah, if they, yeah, if they get Buck, if they get Buck Showalter and make some improvements, you know, they, they, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, this past year, oh, yeah, dysfunction city, you know, our typical dis, dysfunction city with the Mets. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But, you know, they've made some big moves. You know, they got Marte, they got – uh, Sturz or, um, you know, they they made some other moves. You know, they if they get Showalter, you know, get Chris Bryant, make some moves in the starting rotation, I mean, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely moving in the right, they're definitely moving in the right direction. So I'll give, I'll give them a wait and see. But if they don't hire Buck Showalter and hire another guy who has very few managerial experience at best then yeah you, you can you can kill them until this person if it's not Buckshaw until this person wins a championship with the Mets you know 
we're we're gonna be we're gonna be um Monday morning Monday Monday morning quarterbacks and just uh criticize this move until we see otherwise. So we'll see what happens. Um anything you'd like to say, Mac, before you know, we head out we get the call to the bullpen? Uh just check out your local listings for my show iMac, special holiday show next week. And just come back here, check out Sports Urban Legend every Saturdays at eleven, only on Box Hill Radio. Yeah, you, you thank you, Mac. You heard the man. Check out his special episode on his show, and uh, check out my YouTube channel, um, Sports Urban Legend TV, and check out uh, the last episode of the the year um, next Saturday um, at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio. So. Um, He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon, and I'll see you guys next week. Look to see, look forward to seeing you guys there. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.